spin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And we did not uh, fulfill our promise to watch Solo, <laughs> as we did, as we said last episode. I couldn't do it today. I don't have enough time. I know. And I, I, didn't, I, I didn't. I totally forgot about it until we were just talking about like when we were going to record the podcast. I'm like, oh, crap. Can we watch Solo? And we're like, nope. So I, we were not able to do it. But we will for sure before next, next uh, episode, yeah. right? We will make it our homework and yeah. write down our thoughts on it. Um, I've been watching. There's a lot of stuff I've been watching. Uh, uh, Agents of Shield wrapped up yesterday. That was the. I final. saw you tweeting. Yeah, it was confusing. Uh, it was fine, yeah. but it was the the way they beat the bad guys is confusing. <laughs> a magic light beam. I understand. That's exactly what it was. I'm like, oh, okay. Didn't know they could do that. And <laughs> it was almost exactly like a Deus Ex Machina kind of a thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, so there's that, and uh, I also started watching The Witcher, uh, which I believe you already uh, yes. watched, right? Yes, I've watched it. Yes. So and I it was interesting. I, I know I normally would say this for. Um, media nerds, but um, I, w- I wanted to say, I remember you telling me about The Witcher that the first three episodes are pretty slow and it doesn't really get going until like the third or fourth episode, right? That's when I started really enjoying okay, it. Okay, yeah. well, I gotta say, I enjoyed it right off the bat. That first scene is incredible. Like, he's just fighting this big monster in the middle of it's a that, swamp. That it's a, awesome. That's a good scene, but then there's some there's some cheesy elements that quickly go away. Yeah, I, but I also like that like, he, he's a great, like, the fight scene with the, the thugs outside the the bar or whatever. There's all kinds of little things in there. And it's a really good... I'm really enjoying it. I'm on episode five now. And I really... I'm liking this. I certainly like this. I uh, like him better. It's uh, Henry, Cavill, Henry Cavill or Henry Cavill, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, and he's much better in this than he is in Superman, for sure. Like, he's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. So. He has a bit of a sense of humor. And he has a personality in yeah. this one. As Super- opposed to Superman. He doesn't. Where I don't know why... <laughs> why, 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 why wouldn't you have a personality as Superman? Know. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So he shows that he actually can emote. So that's something. Have, by the way, have you ever played the video game, The Witcher? I, I have the third one downloaded. It's on the Game Pass. I've not. I started playing it, but it was just a little too much to get into, and I felt like mm. there was a lot of story that I missed. The third Witcher. So I don't know if I have to start at the beginning or not uh, for those games, but uh, it did I've, look okay. I only played the one that everybody loves, which I think is the last one. That's the third one, right? I don't know. I didn't okay. know there were two other. I thought that was the <laughs> well, only one. It says Witcher 3. It says that's the name of the game is Witcher 3. I don't so, remember. Anyway. But but it's awesome. And actually, the story stuff. Okay, you know when you start a video game, you're like, I'm paying attention to every word of the story. And then by the end, you're like, cutscene. And you skip it. Yeah. You skip everything. Yeah. Because you just don't care. And you don't right. care about the story. You just want to beat the boss or whatever. So Witcher, the fun thing about Witcher is, once again, you know how I love the open world. Uh, stuff and the fun thing about the witcher is that it's open world and and really there's a super cool thing toward the end that's just awesome where you're fighting bad guys and stuff but really the joy of it isn't necessarily following the story like beat to beat i don't think i don't think that's the most important thing and I, i don't think it even matters to a certain extent you know, like it's not like one of those where you have to choose the discussion, and if you choose wrong, right, 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 the whole game. It's gets... not like it's not like a Knights of the Old Republic kind of thing where you have no, to, like, no, 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 no. Um, it's interesting. I know I will try now that I'm watching the series. I will try it, and maybe I'll even try reading the books at some point. Um, but I am, I am enjoying it. Um, and now it's funny because now all my and I guess I've been I've been typing stuff into my um, 
I got some like search engine or whatever about mm-hmm. it, and now I'm getting all these ads about The Witcher on my sidebar. Oh yeah, yay! Love that they invade my privacy to uh, to advertise to me. Anyway, um, if, you, if you really want to see that in action, type the words "red lobster" into your browser during <laughs> endless shrimp, and then watch Instagram go crazy. Oh Everybody, man, that's funny. I'm not having my stu- last year. I, I I I'm not getting them to do the red lobster ad this year. Just well, you can't really, can you? With no, the, well, yeah. That, that's a whole other struggle. That's right. a struggle that I'd like to talk through with you on Media Nerds. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we'll table that discussion. But if you do that, if you type it in, it's, I mean, people curse me to this day that they see all those red lobster ads <laughs> in their Instagram. And it's funny, last year was the year that they really went all in on Instagram, I think. Yeah, so, I saw that. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. So Good you'll job. see. You'll see. You get to see if the Witcher suddenly shows up. That's how it's supposed to work. Exactly. All right, yeah, let's yeah. talk about Star Wars. We have a lot to get to. Uh, <laughs> first, I want to mention, this is just as I was kind of searching up Star Wars news, I came across this little blurb of a story. Um, you know the line, I hate sand. It's everybody's favorite line from uh, from the Clone Wars, uh, yeah. or from, from Attack of the Clones, rather. Uh, and actually, it's, it's funny, because recently in a Star Wars comic book, they actually kind of poke fun at it. Um, this this uh, is from uh, Marvel Comics. The series is currently exploring... Uh, Luke's adventures between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And um, so he's like, I guess there's a, and it's also, I think, it looks to be explaining a little bit of what happened to his lightsaber uh, because he is, uh, he gets a vision of a woman, a mysterious woman catching the lightsaber he lost in his duel against Darth Vader. And then during this whole series, he actually decides to build his own lightsaber again. This is when he builds his green one. Anyway, uh, there's a part where he falls into the ocean. And he is, like, drowning, and then he gets rescued by R2-D2, of course, because R2-D2 is the hero, always. Uh, and then the line he says, as soon as he gets it back to shore on the beach, he says, Whoa, good old sand. I ever tell you how much I love sand? Uh, Did he really? He says that in the, in the comic book, yeah, to R2, which is As a joke? As yeah. an in, as, is he himself joking when he says it? Well, he's not aware of what Anakin said, so no. I mean, it's a joke from the writers, right? It's like a... Sorry, who a, says it? I'm Luke. A, I'm ex- Luke says it. Oh, Luke says it. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking I thought I was thinking Anakin in no, my no, head no. when you said that. Oh, okay, so... Yeah, he he's unaware. He loves sand, unlike his uh, unless like his father who hated sand. Um, yeah, so there it's you go. irritating. It gets into things, but water does too. <laughs> That's true, very true. And I think it has to do with how they were brought up. Luke had a relatively happy childhood, I would imagine, on Tatooine, even though it was kind of boring. <laughs> no, well, I mean, he was bored. That was his big <laughs> issue, right? He was always bored, um, not being able to do anything. Whereas, uh, you know, Anakin was a slave and had to kind of. Well, what did he do? He made pod races. Uh, what did he do as a slave? We never really got that. He worked for Watto. He worked, yeah. He worked in the uh, metal shop. He was, I guess, a mechanic for Watto. But yeah. anyway, um, but he he associates that with bad bad memories, whereas Luke associates it with good memories. I guess I don't know. It's just I just thought it was a little funny aside thing to to start us off with a little uh, joke about that. And I like that. Although poking... it actually it actually it actually doesn't make sense now that you rem- reminded us. No, I know. Comes. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of but an it's, odd. It's a, it's a, you yeah. know, but it's, it's it's kind of a sign that you know, now that Disney owns Star Wars, it's willing to kind of poke fun at itself, which is something it really never yeah. did before. And that kind of ties into our next topic, which is about the Star Wars Holiday Special. So the news here is that um, the Star Wars now, of course, they're doing this through the Lego brand, which is the only way you can really make fun of Star Wars officially is through Lego. It's not, it's not um, 
there's no other parodies. They wouldn't let the Seth Green uh, series go for the uh, what was it, Detours or whatever that was called. They actually right. made a bunch of those episodes, and they they never never see the light of day because it's too goofy for Star Wars. But Lego can be goofy, uh, and so they are creating a Lego holiday special coming out next month or coming out in November, I guess it is, right around the time when the actual first holiday special came out for Star Wars back in 1978. Yeah, I, at first I was hoping that it was a remake. I was a Lego remake of the original holiday special. Now, I'd be surprised if there isn't at least some jokes about that. Well, they have to do that. They have to poke fun at it for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm pretty I'm actually pretty excited about it. It's going to be on Disney Plus. Um Lego, okay, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special brings beloved heroes like Ray, Finn, and Poe Dameron back together to celebrate Life Day. So, yeah, there you go, right there. The Star Warsy holiday introduced way back at the infamous Star Wars Holiday Special in that aired on, oh, it was November 17th, 1978. So, it's exactly the date that the first one aired. Um, and then it will be pays, pays homage to Special's disco era predecessor, which became a so bad it's good cult favorite that fans have found in the, uh, I guess I saw it on YouTube, but I mean, people have seen it all kinds of ways. So yeah, are you there? Yeah. I'm okay. Here. So you're quiet. I was on doing loser connection. No, I was. Uh, I was listening <laughs> for the first um, time ever. <laughs> I I understand your confusion at me listening. Sorry, because I have to <laughs> click away and I can't look at the screen. So anyway. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm looking. I'm looking and listening with rapt attention. So what do you think about this? Is this going to be a, a good idea? Is it going to be fun? Do you think it's going to resonate with the kids? They're going to get it. I th- no. <laughs> no. No, because because well, you have kids, so you know kids these days are dumb. Oh yeah. So I don't. Th- <laughs> Can't you just call me dumb guys? <laughs> no, I said kids, not your kids. I said you have kids, oh, okay. and yeah. kids are dumb. Yeah. If you want to well, put two know. and two together, <laughs> I think this is what I think. I think just like all just like all uh, kids entertainment these days, there's like the element for the folks, and then there's the element for the kids. So it's probably gonna be. You know, it's the adults that talk about Star Wars, you know, like nonstop, and the kids who have uh, who are inundated with entertainment. So they they you know they'll watch it probably, but I don't know that if they'll understand well, the jokes. Like I'd like nothing more than to have uh, B. Arthur uh, <laughs> animated singing the One More Drink Friends. Or, 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 and, or, or uh, what's his name, Harvey yeah. Corman or um, Harvey uh, Corman? Yeah, that that would be awesome. Like just have some of those the kitchen scene, yeah. any of those little scenes. Like I, I think they're gonna do stuff like that for sure. It, what's interesting to me is that like for years and years, George Lucas swore that he would never let this thing see the light of day. Right? They never released it. They never, um, you know. Uh, he was embarrassed about it. He said, this is not what I wanted to do. He was not able to kind of oversee the production of it. And so when it aired, he was just like, whoa, that's not good. So then he obviously swore off doing anything like that again and then tried to bury it. It didn't stay buried. It got out. Bootleg tapes got out. Everyone's kind of seen it. And now Disney's kind of embracing it. I wouldn't be surprised if they released like a uh, remastered version of it at some point uh, so for people to watch, you know, just for fun. Like, I think that would be a lot of fun just to put a, put that on Disney+. Plus, right? I'd, I'd be surprised, although... Uh... I, I think I on a previous episode I pointed out something that I'd never noticed before, which is in that collector's box I have, the Star Wars Vault, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. That's the only piece of licensed 
uh, anything that I've ever seen for the holiday special. And it's a flap, and I never noticed it. I lifted it up, and there's two CDs, and one of the CDs has Carrie Fisher singing the Life Day song <laughs> from the end of the thing. So I actually have a recorded version, a stereo recorded version of Carrie Fisher's uh, Life Day song. And wouldn't it be great if that Life Day song, it has to be. We're oh, in, it has uh, to we're be. In this yeah, special. they have to do that. They're going to have... Uh... They'll have someone else doing it. They'll have uh, Ray doing it or somebody else singing it. But no, yeah, have... it'll be. I think it's got to be the voice of Carrie Fisher. Oh, okay. Doesn't so it need your, to yeah, be? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I mean, like it a depends. tribute. So when, first of all, is it canon? No, it's not canon. It's Lego. Lego is not canon. But um, the Lego stuff that's that have that have been released, all the different they have. Um, there's the Yona Chronicles. There's this. Uh, oh, what was the other series? They had another series on recently. That was about the brother and sister team or something like that, and they were doing adventures. Anyway, they are they are based in the reality of Star Wars somewhat, and usually they are taking place at some point in the timeline. So the question is, when does this take place? Does this play, take place after the rise of Skywalker? Is this after everything is done? And they're you know that way that means Carrie Fisher would be dead, or Princess Leia would be dead. Um, so is this uh, you know is this happening after that? Or did I not dream? see Han Solo in the picture when they announced it? I thought there was. A, um, I, I, I've got, I don't. Was there was it? Was there any preview of any kind? There's a picture here, and it shows uh, Finn, Ray, Poe, Rose, and Chewbacca. Ah, uh, so just all the new people. It does not have any of the other ones. Oh, here, um, here is heroes and villains throughout Star Wars history. Oh, this looks like it's. Uh, oh yeah, no, this is older stuff. This is uh, Mace Windu in this image, and there's Obi Wan. This is like prequel era, this image. And there's um, Anakin, like before he turned. And then we have Darth Maul and the clone, not clone troopers, but um, fire troopers. Oh, yeah. So they're mixing it all up here. It's going to be all over the place. Pokemon Right. Let's explain Pokemon. Um, the re- okay. The re- it says the Redemption Tour started with a Life Day reference in last year in Disney Plus's Live action, The Mandalorian. Was there a reference to... Oh, yeah, there was a reference to Life Day in The, in the Mandalorian, right? In the first episode? Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, they what was, did. What was the joke? It was uh, Horatio Sands as the green guy. Yes. Something about going home for Life Day. So so we know that they've officially made Life Day canon, I guess is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And that while this Lego special is not canon, um, they will, you know, there's just it just shows they're more willing to embrace this kind of stuff, even though George Lucas... I think that they just recognize that there's money to be made in every aspect of Star Wars. Um, even the stuff that George Lucas didn't like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. It'll, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll watch it. And uh, maybe this is the beginning of me, of uh, an official release of the, of the special that dare not speak its name. This holiday is yours. But we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer to freedom and to harmony and to peace. No matter how different we appear, we're all the same in our struggle against the powers of evil and darkness. I hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm our dedication and our courage, and more than anything else, our love for one another. This is the promise of the Tree of Life. You've been out in the wild, uh, COVID-filled world uh, <laughs> searching for Star Wars toys. And I've noticed on the uh, Instagram, on your Star Wars Winnipeg Instagram, you managed to come across some Baby Yoda toys. Yeah, well, last week I bought the Baby Yoda Star Wars Black. 
Okay. And I haven't seen it. How much was it? Uh, it was 13 bucks. It was actually not bad at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, too. it is it is smaller than most yeah. of those figures, so there's less plastic involved. I don't know if that, that's a factor or not. Uh, I figured they could they would ask at least 20. I thought for sure, especially for such a popular yeah. character. But It seems like it should be a package deal with Mando. Like, I feel like you should get Mando and the child together kind of thing. Putting two popular characters together? Well, they would charge more for it. <laughs> That's not. It's not like um, I'm trying to think. Ray came with BB-8 in the original Force Awakens packaging. No, but they do sell Ray with Dio. Yeah, there is a, there is a combo with Ray and Dio. I'm like nobody. Like nobody cares about Dio. No. That's a dumb droid that nobody likes. That's why. They, um, that's why you have to put. You have to throw them together. Or like they, at one point they put two Jawas in one package, and it's kind of like yeah, you don't want to be buying two individual jawas you just want the no. just give me two they're about like well half you, the you size. might want more if you want to recreate the scene with the sand crawl you might want to have more jawas right yeah. so there is that um but anyway so yeah so you got the uh the black and then what else did you see okay so then they had there, there's all kinds of they've got like a gravy boat a, a baby yoda gravy boat that what does he, that mean? Like an actual gravy like you, you put pour, in the... Well, you pour gravy out of it, but it is... For the, for those Thanksgiving, so the Star Wars-themed Thanksgiving dinners. And I'm not quite Boy, sure. I can't wait to bring that thing out. Is it like uh, maybe his face is like him uh, eating the bone broth or something? I'm they not should sure. Be, yeah, they should be selling a cup with bone. Like, that's what we should be doing. Like, let's do something that goes in line with the show. Drinking, sipping bone broth out of a little cup. That's not a great... Who pours gravy in the Mandalorian? That's just dumb. Uh, they Nobody does, but uh, they have his face on the gravy boat. So that was the only sort of weird... But then they had um, the life-size Funko Pop Baby Yoda, which I believe is life-size. Okay. And that was the first time I've ever seen it. And then they had the regular-size Funko Pop Baby Yoda with him consuming the frog. The frog is halfway into his mouth. Okay. So they got that as well. And then they've got, like, a whole range of sort of side items like um, I think there's keychains. Uh, there might have been stickers. I noticed that on all of the tags – they all say the child is here. The child is here. Like uh, they've got a sticker for the window. They got a sticker for the each aisle that has the Star Wars stuff on it. And uh, uh, when I was uh, sort of looking at all this stuff, they also had a couple new um, uh, Star Wars black six inch figures. They had Obi Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, and they had um, f- uh, not Forlom, the other one, Zuckus. So they had, okay. yeah. So they had a couple of of um, of uh, Star Wars six inch black figures I'd never seen in person before. And as I was looking at all of them, uh, a kid came in. A kid, a guy in his twenties came in, and he <laughs> um, a, kid. a kid, a dumb kid came in. And, no, just kidding. And he um, uh, and he and uh, he's like, "Do you guys get anything new?" And the guy working there was like, Baby Yoda, Funko Pop, actual size. How's that for new? And the guy went like, oh, I already got it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think it uh, I think uh, it it just speaks to I think the market is now officially flooded with the merch. We all wanted it at first. It's there. If anybody wants it, I think they can pick it up pretty easily. Yeah, and it's, I I don't want to like it's important not to confuse this with um the the Baby Yoda I saw at Walmart, which is not a Funko Pop. Mm. It is just Baby Yoda, and it is a life size kind of recreation of Baby Yoda. Like uh, I mean, isn't he? It's like I don't know how tall he is. Like two feet, mm-hmm. two feet tall maybe. Is that right? Twelve inches, uh, or or twenty four inches. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, but but you know, we didn't get any of that when when the Baby Yoda fever was like at its highest last year. 
when the show came out, they had nothing, right? Because they didn't reveal the the secret of Baby Yoda. But now that everybody knows, um, I think it's too much. Like it's a little bit too too much too late in the in the thing. Like we we're good. We don't need any more Baby Yoda merch. It's, well, it's it's landing at a weird time. Yeah, exactly. Between yeah. the and two seasons. Like honestly, they should they should should wait until I think it's just they were late getting it out, so they finally got it out. And maybe the, these days with the coronavirus and all the stuff, shipping is all messed up anyway. So they want to get it out while they can. Mm-hmm. But certainly, it would be better to time this with the release of season two coming out in October, right? Yeah. That's when we would want to get Baby Yoda stuff back out there. And maybe there's a different like I mean I I know they're probably planning for next season like different costumes. Baby Yoda puts on a different robe or something, and let's get a different <laughs> outfit kind of thing. Like they're gonna like totally capitalize on that. Yeah. Um, while we're on this topic, I just want to mention there's one, um, there's a, there's a, someone I follow on TikTok. I, I'm blanking on her name, um, but she's an older lady, she, not older, like she's closer to our age, I guess she's in her thirties or forties. And she does, as I mentioned, I think in the previous episode, she does cosplay of pretty much all the female characters of Star Wars. So she'll do Jin and she'll do Rey and, and Leia and all that stuff. But she also has a bunch, she's been a member of the 501st. So she has a bunch of stormtrooper outfits, including a scout trooper. And she kind of recreates scenes with, you know, in, in the series where there's that scout trooper, the, those, is it stormtroopers or scout troopers that have baby Yoda and they punch him? Uh, I think they're scout troopers. Yeah, scout troopers. So she's got, yeah. she, she dresses up in that, in that outfit and she does these little sketches with baby Yoda. Like they've become friends now. That's the goal. That's the gag. And so like the baby, she, baby Yoda goes. So she doesn't punch him. She doesn't punch him. Good. No, she just sits, they're sitting there watching like. A, a parade of imperial troops go by and she's explaining what's happening and the baby yoda goes like doesn't make any noise of course it makes any it doesn't say anything but it makes little noises it's very very funny i'll i think it's jen markham her name is hmm. jen markham on tiktok um very very funny stuff so that she uses that that life-size baby yoda as her prop for that right while we're on the subject of tiktok there is a meme going around on tiktok that is hilarious and it actually has to do with episode I want to say it's episode two, Attack of the Clones, when Obi-Wan gets into the fight with with uh, Grievous. And there's a scene where he goes, hello there. Right? You familiar? Yep. Hello there. General Kenobi. And he says, General Kenobi. And, and all those lightsabers come out. His six lightsabers. That whole scene has become quite the meme on TikTok. And so people are recreating it. They're doing the lip sync thing. They're recreating it. Uh, and then the, the gag is that whatever Grievous is, like I've seen him do it with like a cat with little fake lightsabers coming out. I've seen him do it with all these different things that represent the lightsabers. Uh, so that's the joke of it. But then I, I came across an article that said that scene, that line, hello there, and then General Kenobi, is equivalent to the Luke, I am your father scene in the original trilogy. Like that is the line that is most memorable for people out of the prequel trilogy. What do you, what do you think that's going a little far? Yeah. Uh, Is there a more memorable line from the, from the prequels that you can remember? Um, from the prequels. Yeah. How about used to thinking use of people going to (laughs) die? True. That's you're not wrong. (laughs) That's any Jar Jar line. Excuse me. Like anything like that is pretty memorable, I guess. Say what you will about Jar Jar. He's a memorable character. Um, I don't think it, I don't think is I don't think that line has the importance that the I am your father line has from no. um, from the original trilogy. Like that was such a mind blowing moment and it was just out of left field. So there's nothing I don't think there's anything equivalent to that in any of the other Star Wars movies, really. I gotta think even, about even, that for the prequels, if there is a line that in that's an important line. It's not sand. It's not a 
nope. it's not Jar Jar. Although people, that's the one that people make fun of the most. Then the other, the other reveal is, of course, in the Force Awakens when they reveal that um, Kylo Ren's father is Han Solo. That, that's not even the same. Like that was like so quickly into that was like the first twenty minutes of the movie. And it was not revealed in the same way as the uh, as Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's father, right? So I just thought it was an interesting. It's a funny meme. I mean, if you, you get a chance to like, search up Star Wars on TikTok and see some of these people doing this, it's really really funny. Um, and it's it's so it shows how much people still love those prequel movies. Like that whole generation of younger than us that grew up as children with the prequels um, still love it very much, and they have a, a, a huge amount of nostalgia for those movies. Uh, what else do I have here? Oh, okay. There is now. Have you ever purchased a hot toy? What's a hot toy again? Hot hot toy is um from a sideshow. Oh, the statue. Right? They're super yeah. detailed, and with cloth outfits and very very expensive. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, you know sorry. When you first said it, I was thinking Hot Wheels. No, yeah, hot toys. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh I've never bought one, but I've often wanted to. All right. Well, this you might want to get this one. I don't know. This might be up your alley if you have two hundred fifty dollars to spare. Uh, Why American. not? I don't have any kids. Uh, <laughs> but here's what it is. It is Luke Skywalker in the snow speeder pilot outfit. Oh. And so this is a um, it's a one six scale, which means it's about twelve inches high. So it's a kind of a larger figure. It is fully posable. Um, it has. Uh, now, this is one of those ones that has interchangeable hands to, to hold different things, right? Instead of having articulation on the fingers, they actually just make a hand that holds his gun. They make a hand that holds his lightsaber. But he comes with, get this, he comes with a, um, now the, and it's, I'll send this, I'll send you this, uh, like all these different poses that can pretty much recreate any scene in, in, the, in Empire Strikes Back. This is part of the 40th anniversary Empire Strikes mm -hmm. Back um, series. And it comes with a... Um, See here, it features a head sculpt with newly sculpted hair, uh, <laughs> finely tailored snow speeder outfit and life support unit on chest, an LED light up lightsaber, an interchangeable lightsaber blade emulating the weapon in motion. So you know when he like swipes the lightsaber to like cut open the bottom of the adat, right? To throw the bomb in there. That's you can do that. You can pretend you're doing that. Although I don't know if they make a, I don't know if they made an ad at to scale to these toys. Like that would be a pretty big ad at if they did that. Yeah. Um, but uh, certainly he also comes with this little grappling hook gun that he shoots to to stick up there to go up there. Um, and then a highly detailed flight helmet, grappling gun, blaster, thermal detonator, a snow themed diorama set up with a figure stand, all in the specially designed retro style packaging. It looks like a lot of fun. I really like if I was in the market for this kind of stuff, I would absolutely buy this. It looks so cool. There's so many, there's so many cool. I like, I just never, when, when I was a kid, my goal was to collect everything and it's just, right. no, it's impossible now. Can't do it. You had no idea when you were a kid what, what this would become. At the time, how much was a Star Wars figure back in the day? Like five bucks? Something like that. Uh, maybe it was ten. No, you know what? I think it was seven ninety nine. I think okay. it was because I remember it was enough for a kid that like one week's allowance wasn't going to yeah. do it. Yeah, you, you yeah. need to kind of save up a little bit to get it, right? Yeah. And for me, when I was a kid, it was more like I used to spend my money more on G.I. Joe's and Transformers than on – uh, Star Wars figures, but it was the same price yeah, range, right? Exactly. You had a couple weeks, a couple weeks of allowance, you could go buy yourself a, a new toy. Um, but you had no idea that they would be selling like some of these things for two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> like that's kind of crazy well, that, that we've come that far. It was unimaginable. I mean, it, as it was, it was hard to find those figures on the first round. Like yeah. like Snaggletooth and the Jawa were pretty tough the first go round, 
And um, then, you know, each it seemed like each wave would have a figure that would just make kids lose their minds to try to get uh, get Is their that right? hands on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's always been the way, that, that way. But it was never like a kid couldn't eventually afford it. Like, that was something totally different. Like, if I would have seen one of those statues when I was a kid, it would have been like... I would have had to like ask for an advance on my allowance for a year and uh, <laughs> probably had to mow the lawn every, you know, every day, yeah. you know, water until it would grow so I could mow it more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it, it, I don't think it would have been an option. And I don't think there was an adult Star Wars fan base when the movie. No, first that's came the thing. Like, it, like, like, like we've grown up, yeah. right? The, the people who are kids when it came out have now grown up and they have all this disposable income uh to uh to spend on 250 dollars and there's also by the way in this series in this 40th anniversary series there is a darth vader and a boba fett so well of those three what would you you want of the if you could only choose one of those three what would you want uh it probably the boba fett just for the the possibilities but i haven't seen it right (laughs) but 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 as a character the possibilities of what you could show him doing and the equipment and all of that stuff could be very cool so yeah, on exactly. paper, I'd go Boba. I think a lot of people would, right? Because again, that became and it's again, it's just blows my mind that such a character that was such a small part of that movie uh, became so popular. A smarter yeah. part of, of both movies he was in, to be fair. And I know that you know in the in the special edition he is in the first one, but let's not talk about that scene. It's pretty bad. You just reminded me, like the whole idea of there even being an adult collecting Star Wars figures back in the day would have been laughable. I think right. to people. It would have been like you need you to grow s- up and get yourself a job. Like if you had a job, you might lose your job if you continue collecting well, this. Well, but when you think about it, people have hobbies, right? People have always had hobbies. Yeah. And when I was a kid, my dad was into model railroads. That was his hobby. Sure. And he bought it. He bought it ostensibly. He bought it for us, but he loved it way more than we did. And he got like he had this big table with all this whole scenery and everything. He would buy little trees and make little landscapes. Like that was his hobby. And I'm sure he sunk just as much money into that as you did into your Star Wars collection, right? People, people have hobbies. They collect things. Well, even Close Encounters of the Third Kind shows Richard Dreyfus with the train yes. model and and all of that. And it was like a way of showing in movies in the 70s uh, of uh, like basically to illustrate a man baby. Was to show the man where wearing well, his, you know, and he'd wear his railroad engineer cap. Yeah, of course. And, like and, like the like the Reverend in The Simpsons has that too. Right, exactly. That was a trope. And That's so that true. now, if you're to if you're to do that, oh, actually, I think the forty year old virgin, he's a oh, yes. collecto. He's got collectibles. That's right, and he sells them all for a ton of money. That's right. That's yeah. that's right. So that's and that, right. That, I think that's meant to symbolize him growing up, like he's in a relationship and he wants to grow up. And, and that, but I think it's. I don't think it necessarily means that you're a man child if you own these things. No, it just means but you love your childhood. You love your nostalgia. Yeah, right? it's film shorthand for man baby. Let's be yeah. honest. And and yeah. actually, and I also think, um, what's his name? Uh, the man cave. What's the name of the movie? Ah. Oh. The guy, uh, oh, Ant Man. Who plays Ant Man? Oh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is in a movie. He's obsessed with Rush, and he's got a man cave. Oh, uh, I love you, man. I love you, man. Yes, yeah. thank you. I think that's the point of that. I think the man cave once again is, is an illustration, and and a love of Rush. I think once again that's shorthand for something. I remember I think, that. The, yeah. My favorite part of that movie is when they make a reference. There's two things. Number one, when they talk about the bus bench ads, because he's a real estate agent. Yes. And the guy's like, what's your bus bench coverage? It's like, and I still don't know the answer to why real estate agents advertise so cheap. much on bus benches. Cheap I know media. it's cheap, but come on. Cheap media <laughs> that you can uh, but uh, is focus it, on it a neighborhood. Does no, it work? It doesn't work. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> well, people question. recognize you and they make fun of you when they see you walk into a restaurant. My landlord, where I live right now, is a real estate agent and his face is on a bunch of bus benches around. Yeah. I bug him about it when I see him. Um, anyway, the other thing in that movie is when they talk about the uh, amazing Sunday lineup of HBO. And they're going to watch yeah. True Blood or something like that at the time. It was hilarious. So there's that as well. Sunday I mean, it's is a premium movie. cable night, I believe. That's right. What he says. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing can, nothing can interrupt Sunday night HBO. No, you need permission to leave the house on <laughs> premium cable night. I love premium cable night, by the way. Yes, it's really good. Oh, it's anyway, good. yeah, that, but I think you're right. So, so these days, the uh, yeah, that is a trope. I don't know if that's still around or not, but um, certainly uh, it's not a reality. It's not something that really. So it's, it's the same as the nerd, the quote unquote nerd trope that Revenge of the Nerds popularized, right? Like the pocket protector glasses, that kind of thing. That was also something that was around. That really isn't necessarily true. And here's something also: the first year as a teacher, I've been teaching. I'm, I must be my 17th year now, if you can believe Woo-hoo. it. But you're almost so, your your career as a teacher is almost old enough to drink. Ah, <laughs> very good. I was actually uh, I I heard today some uh, it's the Malcolm Gladwell thing that you have to do something 10,000 hours before you're in, you're very good at it. Oh, okay. And I was like, I must be way past that. And it's actually pretty hard. Like if you actually look at your teaching, do do the math and you'll see. Oh boy, ten thousand hours in a classroom—it's a hell of a long time. So I'm at, I'm at nine years now. Oh yeah, do the math. You'll see. Uh, years. So say, well, years okay. times weeks times hours in a classroom, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it later. I'm not gonna do it right now. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Well, anyway, you're gonna be surprised at how low it is. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell the chair I said this. But okay. Don't tell the chair. But uh, um. Uh, I remember so so 17 years ago I think it was um I I remember at that point eBay was huge online oh, yeah. and the students found my account and saw that I was buying and selling Star Wars figures and they wanted to know more about it and I still remember I was like nah, I don't think so I don't think I need <laughs> I don't think I need to talk about this in the, in this venue but I remember they were interested but like a scientist was interested in dissecting a frog kind of thing <laughs> where I think I think now uh it's not it's it's um it's it's nothing interesting to the class at all uh, it's not unusual no, and it's, it's so collect collectible yeah. culture is so huge pop culture is so huge yeah that it's not a, and one thing i often wonder about and it's something we could maybe explore later in another episode is did this exist before this generation like did our fathers love pop culture as much as we did as far as like quoting movies, quoting TV shows. Cause it's not just like everybody knows certain Seinfeld quotes or certain, you know, uh, star Wars quotes or whatever. But I don't know if that exact, what did the people quote like gone with the wind at each other back in the day? Like, is that kind of my dear, I don't give a damn like that kind of stuff. It had to have happened in, in, um, the movie diner, very Levinson's great. Ah, uh, yes. Diner. Yeah. There's a guy in the movie who's memorized the film, the sweet smell of success. He's not a main character, but he shows up a couple of times during the, film and he just like drops like all he does is speak in those lines so he's they're playing pool and he shows up and he just he's like you're blind mr magoo he like goes he just goes right into the and when does that take place that movie and that takes place in the 50s okay they said and uh steve gutenberg says the kids today man wow they're like they're pushing (laughs) they're pushing things way further than what we did and so that was probably the beginning of that kind of culture film probably or maybe radio. Actually, radio, I'll bet. 
Well, I was thinking about George, even George Lucas when he was a kid. Like he was into, he was into Flash Gordon and those movies, yeah. right? Which is partly what inspired Star Wars. But he was also into cars, and he liked like racing cars and that kind of stuff as well. So and Wolfman Jack and Wolfman, yeah, and radio, radio, exactly. Yeah, radio, the, the yeah. Radio, the, the idea of a local celebrity DJ, you know, or, right. a, or a syndicated DJ. In the right. case of Wolfman, I think Jack. In, in in American in American uh, graffiti, he's local, isn't he? I don't remember. I think they make him a yeah because uh, because Richard Dreyfus drives to the stage. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Gotta watch that movie again. It's oh, so it's, good. It's a that's a great movie. It really is. George Lucas didn't just hit it out of the park with Star Wars. He's got another oh, no. couple. Yeah, you know, he's got another couple in there that he um, that he he could have made. He could have done for American Graffiti what he did for Star Wars <laughs> prequels. Yeah. Um, they did do a sequel to American Graffiti, didn't they? Yeah, it was more American it's Graffiti? not bad, actually. It's not bad. Okay, I don't think I ever saw Harrison it. Harrison Ford's uh, in it. Speaking of uh, 70s movies, uh, it is Shark Week, and I'm going to watch Jaws this week. I don't know if you're aware that it was Shark Week, but it is yeah. usually the week that How I watch Jaws. So I'll be, be watching I'll be watching Jaws probably on the weekend, and, uh, and maybe we'll talk about oh. it next week on Media Nerds. It's the best. It is awesome. I love and, it and so much. Trump is for COVID with the mayor and jaws is for sharks <laughs> go come yeah, on go, go swim go in the water yeah go <laughs> go it's okay go swim, kid nobody's swimming dun, 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 <laughs> i love dun, that dun, part dun, dun, he's like dun, dun, dun. the guy looks so so hesitant to get into the water he's like okay he yeah the first guy they they take the kid and they go into the water and okay <laughs> all right anyway all right i think that's gonna wrap it up uh that's gonna do it for this episode of the star wars nerds i'm dan vatabonker i'm kenton larson don't let the forest hit you on the ass that's not a moment. Now I am the master. TK421, you come. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs>